Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for joining us as we take a look at the book. This segment of our ministry always has an opportunity available to you and those who will join with us as we take a look at the book to come to a better understanding of how God's Word helps us to understand the times in which we're living. In front of me, I have a copy of my five-hour audio series on CD entitled Return to Eden. This is a detailed series explaining to you where the original site of the Garden of Eden is and where it will be in the future. A part of that five-hour audio series is a message entitled The Battle for Jerusalem. Now, as we listen to this study together, you'll understand the connection between the Garden of Eden and the city of Jerusalem. So, let's take a listen and have our study together, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled, Return to Eden. Right now, let's study together this study entitled, The Battle for Jerusalem. Go over to Joshua now. We come through the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, first five books of the Old Testament. We come now to Joshua, and we're going to see as the children of Israel, after wandering 40 years in the wilderness, come into the promised land, Joshua is given the responsibility of capturing the promised land. The very first time, the word Jerusalem, or Harushalayim in Hebrew, say that, Harushalayim. Harushalayim, just a little twirl. Harushalayim, say it again. Harushalayim, isn't it beautiful? I mean, I cannot say it without getting goosebumps all over me. I want to tell you, Harushalayim is not the most beautiful city in the world I've ever been in. And in fact, it's a bit dirty. But in reality, it is the most exciting city I've ever lived in my life. It's unbelievable. You walk into the city And it's just like you're into another sphere. Even today, I'm not trying to be mystical. There is something about it. It's satanic in its existence. There's demonic activity rampant there. You walk out of the city of Jerusalem, you feel a relief. Because Satan knows what's going to happen, and we'll develop that in a moment. But Harushalayim, the city of Jerusalem, first mentioned here in Joshua, in the book of Joshua chapter 10, where there's going to be a very interesting historic battle in the valley of uh, Ayalon. It's going to be where the sun and the moon stand still. Jerusalem, that word is used 764 times in the Bible. It's used 623 times in the Old Testament, 141 times in the New Testament. The last time it's used in the New Testament is chapter 21, verse 10, where he's talking about the new Jerusalem. But Jerusalem, probably the book of Zechariah, speaks more about Jerusalem than any other book in the entire Bible. Here it's first mentioned in chapter 10 and verse 1. Now it came to pass that Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, And I'll not develop the story, but just simply to tell you this much of it. There were five kings of cities. This was a city kingdom. Jerusalem was a city kingdom. It was a Jebusite stronghold. And the king, the king of Jerusalem, joined with the other kings around the area to go against Joshua and the children of Israel. And it is at this time when God 
causes the sun and the moon to stand still so the battle can be completed. But the focus, the beginning time that this word is ever used in the scripture is found here in Joshua chapter 10. Go over to 2 Samuel now. And I'm jumping over, of course, if it's used 764 times in the Bible, I can't touch all of them in this session together. But uh, let's jump over to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, where we see now, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, we see that the Jewish people established Jerusalem as the political capital forever, as David Ben-Gurion says. David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel, made this statement, not a great Bible scholar, but he said, Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the Jewish people. Back in 1996, they celebrated the 3,000th anniversary of King David naming Jerusalem as the political capital. They had a title for that celebration. It was going to be Jerusalem, the third millennium. They asked me, because of my experience in Christianity and journalism and promotion, to come give them some advice. I put a folder together, and I put on my folder, on the little tab up there, Jerusalem 3000. I got to the meeting, and they said, Mr. DeYoung, what would you suggest? I said, the first thing, I would suggest you change the title of the celebration. Nobody's going to understand what it's talking about. They'll have to go to a dictionary to find out what millennium is. I said, why don't you call it Jerusalem 3000? They took the title. I got no commission. (laughs) But that's what they called it, Jerusalem 3000, the 3000th anniversary, 1996. 3,000 years ago, plus seven years, King David, who becomes king, chapter 5, 2 Samuel, in Hebron, he's the king of Judah, the king of one of the 12 tribes. Verse 4 says, all, after 30 years, all the other tribes say, let's get David to be our king. They bring him and together in a council meeting, they say, we want you to be king of all of Israel. He said, I must select a neutral place. He moves over between Benjamin and Ephraim and Judah, and he founds this Jebusite stronghold, Jerusalem, as the capital of the Jewish people. You know the story, Joab climbs up the water, spout, I was just there the other day, exactly where we walked down. You'll be able to see on Day of Discovery in February, and in fact, I do a voiceover that says, we were walking the opposite direction from which Joab came up the water spout to capture the Jebusite stronghold. It was so interesting the day they captured it. The Jebusites looked out, and there was King David and his mighty men. And the leader of the Jebusites said, (laughs) Hey, listen, if our blind and our crippled are not feeling good today, maybe you can defeat our city. In other words, they were so arrogant. They said, look, a blind and, and our crippled people can beat you, David, and all of your mighty men. And he took the city and he made Jerusalem the political capital. Chapter 6 of 2 Samuel, he goes over to Kiryat Yarim. Today it would be a place called Abagush. It's on the Jerusalem-Tel Aviv Highway. It's about 15 miles outside of Jerusalem. It's up on a mountain. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was resting. You might remember it rested in Shiloh for 350 years. Then the Philistines took it, and they got a, had a little problem when they had it for seven months. All I will say is they didn't have enough Preparation H to take care of their problem. And uh, they get rid of the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, it settles down at Kiryat Arim, 15 miles outside of Jerusalem. 
And David goes down there to get the Ark of the Covenant. He built a beautiful cart because that's the way the Philistines carried it. And you know the story of that. He was doing the right thing in the wrong way. He was copying the world. They're supposed to have the Levites bring it. And all of a sudden, as they were coming out, one of the men jumped up, touched the ark as it was falling, died on the spot. David had to leave it there for three more months in the home of Obed-Edom. Comes back after, you know, go, if everything else fails, go to the man, you'll read, get the right instructions and go do the job. Got it, brought it in, sets up a tabernacle in the old city of Jerusalem in what they call the city of David. You can go right to the spot where the tabernacle stood and there the Ark of the Covenant waited as King David goes up on Mount Moriah and there he is going to purchase a piece of property. It's very interesting to note that Orthodox Jewish scholars have for 5,768 years, because now they live in the year 5767, according to the Jewish calendar, for these over 5,700 years, Jews have believed that the Temple Mount in the city of Jerusalem and that foundation stone underneath that gold-domed building called the Dome of the Rock is the original site of the Garden of Eden. Thus you can understand better the battle for the city of Jerusalem. This five-hour audio series on CD is available to you. You can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Call that number. You can make your order. And this series includes the Garden of Eden beginning and in Sin and the Garden of Eden, Sacrifice and the Garden of Eden, the study we had today, the Battle for Jerusalem, and the Messiah's Throne Room. This five-hour audio series is a must for your Bible study. It's entitled, Return to Eden. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to our shopping mall, and you can make your order for your copy of Return to Eden, a five-hour audio series on the subject of the Garden of Eden, basically past, present, and future. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, when we study God's Word, we become very aware of the fact that the time of the coming of the Lord for the rapture of the church, when we'll be caught up to be with Him in the heavenlies, could take place at any moment. And basically, having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...